With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. I see you, Rich. Hold on a second. Let me unmute you. Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's going on? Do you hear me clearly? Yeah, I hear you just fine. Mm-hmm. That's perfect, perfect, perfect. How you been? Oh, man, this week was a busy one, but I feel good. Okay, as long as you feel good. You said what? Yeah, I said as long as you feel good. Are you getting yeah. feedback? Uh, no. Are you? No. I just want to make sure. Okay, cool. That's all. So where are you now? I'm on the road. About to start my trek back up north. <laughs> <laughs> From Atlanta. Oh, man. Okay. It, it, was, it was so... You know, this is the first time in many years I've stayed this long, and, and I'm like, dang, you know, like, I come outside, the weather's not that bad. I'm like, yo, you know, my house is comfortable. Like, I was like, yo, I don't want to leave. Uh-oh, and really? I was almost not going to leave, uh, but I, I uh, made, a, made a few commitments. So uh, I got to take my butt back up. Oh, so you thinking about moving back down there? Uh, nah. I mean, I, I say that now because I'm here, but we'll see how I feel when I get back to New York. <laughs> Nothing like New York, right? Yeah, well, it's just, it's always on. I'm always, you know, uh, but but this was, it was well needed. It was, um, it was a good, good trip. Okay. All right. Well, at least you got to get away. Yeah. So, um, all right. Last time we talked, let me look at the 
So we we talked about we got to talk some more about the um, baby face and, and Diddy, but we'll, we're gonna do that in the writing process. But we got we have um, Mr. Avon, uh, Diddy, Barry Gordy. We have baby face, and now we have Kenneth Campbell, Ice Cube, L.A. Reid, um, Jay Z, Chris Lighty, LL Cool J, Dada Mills, and Heavy D. So which one do you want to go with today? Hmm. Um, let's go with, uh, um, all right, let's go with Kenny Gamble. Okay, cool. Now, I looked him up. I still don't understand exactly who he is, although I get what they're saying, but, uh, he's a writer, right? Okay. He's, um, he's a songwriter. Mm-hmm. But he also he owned a record company called Philadelphia International that mm-hmm. uh, had artists like uh, um, uh, O.J., Teddy Pendergrass, How Melvin and the Blue Note, oh. uh, uh, um, who uh, Three Degrees, the Jacksons when they left Motown. Uh, uh, they were they were really large. They were really large. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. a powerhouse right there. Oh, yeah. They were, like, wow. Yeah. And um, I guess what made him stick out to me is that, uh, you know, as a young producer, I was sample records. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So, you, you know, you look at the record cover. That that uh, was a big piece of whether you got a record or not, you know. So right. when I looked at the album covers from his record company, most of the time, he would do the liner notes. He would write, like, quotes on back of the albums. And his quotes would be, like, uh, real positive stuff. Like, you know, be at peace with yourself because you only have yourself. Uh, you know, there'll be some, uh, some dang near spiritual stuff. Actually, probably some straight spiritual stuff. You know? He was, uh, they were all about, you know, uh messages in the music and, you know, using uh, using your tools and yourself to better you and your environment and help the human family. Like, that was what they were about. Okay. And um, I remember, you know, one day I, I just, I was like, you know what, I want to meet him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> so I, I called information, got the number to their office. And um, I uh, left a message on the voicemail. And uh, the, uh, yeah, I left a message on the voicemail. His son called me back a few days later, son Khalid. And uh, it was funny, me and the son started talking. Just, you know, shit, small talk. And uh, come to find out, we took my area, people we knew here and there. And come to find out, we dated the same girl. Not at the oh same my time. Gosh. But we, we dated just, the same at, girl. At the same time? Not at the same time. Not at the same oh, time. okay. <laughs> that would have been crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, so through that, I guess we bonded, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we had a good conversation. She's like, you know what, I'm going to uh, uh, set it up so you can come out and meet my dad. Uh-huh. And um, I remember I went out there, 
just me and maybe like uh yeah, I think me and my boy Carl, we we drove out there and um you know, as soon as we walked through they opened us you know, you know, open their open arms to us. You know, it was really cool. Uh got to meet the leaf and then then got to sit down to the gamble and um he was really open with me. You know, I had like a gazillion questions <laughs> and uh he um he, he answered them. I mean he not only answered them, he uh I mean he was just open to talk to me, you know. And uh I don't know how but we all became very good friends, and, and they, his, that family, the Gamble family, uh, adopted me. They, they, wow. They, yeah, straight up. It, it's like, I, <laughs> wow, I can't wow. even tell you the extent that this family has had on my life. Um, uh, not not just the uh, the information and stuff I've learned from Mr. Gamble, but uh, and this actually, you don't even have to put this in the book. I think she should have her uh-huh. own chapter, but Mr. Gamble's ex-wife, uh, Deanna Williams, she she like did a few things and and like uh, uh, helped me. This, this she is she helped me so much. Like her just by herself has like altered like uh, my life direction. Like she, uh-huh. she made some successes that were like so so key. And put me in a bunch of situations that uh, I wouldn't have normally been in. So she's okay. like, that's, that's like my home girl right there. That's my one of my my many mothers. And, cool. Uh, and his current wife actually still is like, you know, she adapted me too. So it's um. Oh. And, all uh, love. Yeah, Kalisha's like uh, now. I met them in '98, and uh, nah, was it '98? I met them in '97. And um, mm-hmm. you know now here's this it's 2016 dang, and uh, <laughs> you know his his son Khalif you know I was like his best man and and uh, his wedding and uh, uh, you know you know just wow amazing amazing you know amazing. Mm-hmm. so throughout the years I've had um, many many conversations with Mr. Gamble and, and um, he's given me uh, so much advice on every single subject. I mean, like even he would talk to me and Khalif about women, about um, uh, just, you know, what's expected out of being men, you know, in the, uh-huh. this business that we're dealing with. And uh, uh-huh. so it was really like some meant to be stuff with, with this connection with the family. Okay. Where where did you have to go to meet him? I went to uh his um his office. He they owned the building in Center City, uh Philadelphia, like right down the street from City Hall. It was it's crazy, like a uh, um Okay. Yeah, a big building. Three oh nine Broad Street. Okay. Was he what you expected or Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. Um, okay. So he was, uh, um, you know what, I, I, I guess he was, um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but I was, uh, he was very, like, uh, I don't know if humble is a word, 
because depending on the situation, but maybe, nah, maybe he wasn't what I expected. With a guy like with his success, um, uh, he didn't really care about, like, a lot of material things. Like, he wasn't, you know, driving the Bentley or anything like that. And um, Uh he had a minivan, you know. (laughs) He had a minivan like with, rims, with, with rims on it, actually. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a minivan. He had, he had, a, he had a minivan. He had a minivan. And, um, um, you know, he, you know, he just, he was just like real uh, simple, you know, you know, sharp. Yes, you know, everything is sharp, of course. But, you know, it, it wasn't... Um, you know, bold or, you know, prime time or, or anything, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, he used to have this uh, huge mansion back in the days, uh, telling me. And uh, one day, you know, he thought about it and he didn't want to live there no more. So he sold it and moved back to the hood. Oh. Um, yeah, he moved back to the hood. Um, but what's so funny is when you go to this house, right, which is it's in the hood. Actually, his house is not even in the hood no more because you know how things get gentrified? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's crazy. His, 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 his house is now like central white area. So, you know, but uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, even when I first met them, it was still kind of the hood. Right now it's not the hood. But uh, he had like security across the street, but it was still like in the hood, you know? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so he moved back to the hood and he started buying uh, properties in the hood. Mm. Um, so, like, at the time, those brownstones, uh, he was buying them for, for like, $1,000, $10,000, $15,000. And now they're all worth millions of dollars, like, each. Wow. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, one brownstone that, <laughs> that he took me to, uh, he bought it for $10,000, the, the people next to to that brownstone sold that their brownstone for one point two. Right now, he currently owns like half of South Philadelphia, and he uh, he sold like large in the real estate that he uh, uh, jumped into something else. He started uh, he started um, building um, what do you call it um, uh, high rises. Um, okay. So like on Broad Street. There's like a bunch of new, like you know, 50-story uh, buildings, and he's, you know, partners in those developments. You know, uh, and he also owns charter schools. He has a get out of here. Thirteen charter schools, and uh, he's uh, he's Muslim. And mm-hmm. he's, um, so the charter schools are not they're not Muslim, but they are like uh, right. Very. Um, I'm more. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what you're trying to say. Uh-huh. They, you know, they teach you some good stuff. You know, uh, uh-huh. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. But um, yeah. So he, he's just like when people come to Philly, they, they, they talk to him. Like uh, all the presidential candidates and uh, uh, right here. Uh, yeah, with presidential candidates, uh, people running for mayor, uh, something like that, they, like, kind of 
go and get his blessing. You know, it's that kind of kind of party with him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um Wow. He must have a lot of ties with the government to have those charter schools. Is it free? Is is it a free charter school, do you know? Uh, I believe so. I'm just wondering. Okay. Um, I right. think they I think they get uh I'm sure they get funding or something too, but uh he used a lot of uh his money to to get it going and he has they have a lot of extra programs that other charter schools don't have. Um, okay. because he pumps a lot of money into it. All right. I do have a question before we continue. I asked you, you know, um, was Kenneth Gamble what you expected? I think I asked you the same question for Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. Um, what if, do you not walk into a situation with a made-up expectation of people or things to occur? Um, I, I don't if you saying if I walk in with the preconceived notion? Yeah, or uh, even just whether it's a preconceived notion and expectation or because uh, it seems like not not that you don't um kind of think of what will take place, but it just seems like you you're not closed minded. You go in with an open mind. I, that's what I took from it. I just want to make sure that I'm well, saying that. I, I do go with an open mind, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I, I did, I do, like, for example, with Barry Gordy, um, when I went to his house, not necessarily expected from him, but, like, uh, you know, I, like, expected to hear music on the premises when, you know, <laughs> I just you know, went through the <laughs> gates or something. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and, um, okay. some things I wasn't surprised about, because like, uh, for example, his assistants and, you know, all these people, you know, he has working for him still, you know, like, dang, you know, these guys still, you know, still the man, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but um, for the most part, no, you know. Um, and also, like, um, uh, maybe now if I was meeting somebody, I would have, because I would probably do some research and like on YouTube and and know more about them. Whereas like uh, when I met Mr. Gamble, and like there was there was no YouTube. I didn't know, you know. I I maybe I saw some pictures, but I, I didn't know anything about them. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. Um. You're funny. <laughs> All right. Let's go to um the Patty LaBelle remix. The later right. request. Yeah, okay, so um, like I said, they kind of, you know, we kept in contact. Our communication wasn't like a one-shot deal. You know, we were, uh, you know, and me and his sons, um, you know, became really close. Like uh, we we refer to each other as brothers right now, you know, and, um, uh, you know, we're very close, very close. So um, I think that... Nelly had a song out with um, a girl Kelly on it, where they used a sample of the Patty, a Patty LaBelle song, and that Patty LaBelle song was released on Mr. Gamble's label. He actually had wrote and produced it as well. So oh. he he thought that it would be a good idea to uh, do a remix 
on the Patty song and re-release it, right? Um, one, one also, one other thing that was different from um, Mr. Gamble's company to, than many other labels is they own their masters. So mm-hmm. he still... I heard that was a big fight. You said what? That to own your masters, like, you, you, you it was quite, kind of a fight. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, Everybody didn't get that, and but they were so successful that uh, he was able to uh, demand it, and he didn't get it immediately. But they, I think, after ten years, it reverted back to him. So they have like total control of their catalog, uh-huh. and uh, so you know he he thought this idea. So he's like, oh, this would be something good for Young Lord to do. So he um, called me up and told me what what he wanted to do, and um, he uh, offered me uh, a chunk of change, and, and I, I was like, great, I'll do it. Uh-huh. And um, they sent me the, uh, um, they took uh, the files, not the, well, they weren't files at the time, but like um, the two-inch tapes that had all the vocal tracks on it. They took it off and put it into Pro Tools, which is a program that I use uh, for music, and um, sent me the files. So I uh, worked on it a little bit, and then I came to the studio. They still had a studio, so I came to the studio to uh, uh, lay it down and, and mix it. And uh-huh. um, uh, I guess what what happened was I see I'm used to, and this is not an excuse, but this is just what I'm used to. With I worked in the bad boy organization. It was kind of like um, um, everybody did like something specific, and you kind of pass it off to the next person, you know. Okay. And at the end of the day, uh, Diddy kind of okayed it, and then you move to the next step, that that kind of thing, you know. Um, uh-huh. So that's kind of how I moved, you know. So uh, me knowing that their organization, you know, how it was, like I, I kind of knew who did what, how they did it, and um what happened was I I went in there and we mixed it and um, the uh, engineer who's been with them for many many years and you know actually it was a family member <laughs> one of their family members um, oh. he uh, let me he said well I'll print it and I'll give it to them right uh-huh. so I'm like fine you know sure no problem that allowed me to go and finish what I had to do and, and, and go back to New York. Uh, so what happened is Mr. Gamble didn't get it for like another two weeks, right? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't get it for like another two weeks. Uh, but he got it. He didn't say anything. You know, everything was cool. So about um, maybe um, um, I think like a year later, I had this idea to um, take all of their masters, all of the old songs, and do special mixes for, like, uh, the current producers so they could sample it, you know. And uh, and while I'm doing that, make special karaoke versions for them, make um, um, a whole, like, five new streams of revenue, you know. Like, I put this plan together. I mean, I had it typed out, you know, everything, you know. And I went to Mr. Gamble and 
had this big presentation. <laughs> we went through the plan page by page, paragraph by paragraph. <laughs> and so um, he was like, well, you know, it's a good plan. He said, um, he said, you, you know, you're asking for a little bit, a lot of money, you know, that we might want to invest. But he says, also, you know, you know, we have a problem, man. He's like, uh, you know, I gave you uh, 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 stuff to do before, and you didn't turn it in, you know. <laughs> and, and I was like, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I told him, you know, that I thought that uh, Craig, that was his name, Craig was going <laughs> to turn it in, and, you know, Craig told me he was going to do this and all that, and he was like, no, you know. You know, I gave you, you know, you had the job. You were paid for the job. Uh, it's your responsibility, you know, to the end, you know. Wow. Everything with it is your responsibility. You know, and uh, ultimately, that's the truth. Look at him, you know, what can I say to that? You know, but I never, um, I guess, uh, realized that, you know, that as a producer, as a, no matter what happens, it's like it's my responsibility to make it go from A to B. Any people in the middle, you know, it's cool that they help, it's cool that they do what they do, but it's not their responsibility, it's my responsibility. Uh-huh. And uh, that, that you know, that, that went in the journal. I mean, that was a big lesson. I just, you know... <laughs> He just, he just with me, you know. He's with me with the words, and yeah. you know, we didn't go full with my proposal, and a big part of it is probably because, you know, <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't have uh, I didn't uh, use the opportunity for my responsibility, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he used it as a, a teaching lesson, you know, as uh, you know, family member teach somebody, you know, it's like it wasn't like a bad thing or anything. It's definitely a very thing. But um, mm-hmm. that that's when that message came to be loud and clear and it went, it went the journey. Okay. How do you feel about that when it comes to other, have you ever worked like that before or is just that he, you were working like that in different areas and it was brought to the surface by what he said? Um, did you work where you, you know, start to finish? I'm seeing it all the way through. Were you doing anything in life like that at that time? Any, you said anything in life as far as what? Um, I don't know. Maybe anything. Maybe exercising, brushing your teeth. I don't know. Um, well, real estate, if you were involved with no, real estate at that time. No, I wasn't in real estate at the time. I was just doing music. But like I said, it was like... Um, it was almost, how can I say it? My experience was almost like being a, uh, a, a spoiled child or a coddled child, you know, where it's like um, so many times things are done for you, you don't look to do them because you automatically expect it to be done, you know? So, right. and, uh, uh, so like when I was even, and it was even outside of Bad Boy, when I, you know, I did a lot of work with Atlantic Records and stuff like that and you know, we'll do the mix, I'll, I'll kind of like okay it, and I'll leave. You know, I'll just, I'll leave the studio, and I know that either the A&R, the engineer, would take the masters and turn it into Atlantic. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it, it's, uh, 
something I guess I took for granted, but when this happened, it, it, it's like, duh, of course, you know, it's my duty, it's my responsibility to mm-hmm. make sure see it, see it all, all the way through and make sure that it's cast off, it's, everything is done completely. Um, mm-hmm. So it was definitely uh, a uh, new way of thinking. So let me ask you. Um, you know, I know, you know, you, you know, you were a hitman. You're used to doing things where, in other words, you're the boss. You establish it and you get people to run it. People pick up on your ideas, they'll take off with it, or they'll say no. But for the most part, you're in boss mode until you get to Mr. Gamble, and Mr. Gamble says, uh-uh, boss, more or less. you got to see it through start to finish. You don't pass it off to anybody else. You think bosses run their businesses that way? No, it's not the... Um it, you know, it's 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 not the thing that uh, I had to personally uh, like, um, but it's, it's my responsibility for it to happen. So if mm-hmm. I don't cause follow up a, mm-hmm. it to happen, then I'm dropping the ball. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. so it it, it would have been fine if I would have left and left one of my guys to make sure it turned in off. Uh, uh, you know, but the, 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 you know, I think it was more that if you are a boss, then you have to make sure that it gets from point A to point B. You have to supervise it. You don't have to necessarily do it, but you have to, uh, you have to know, uh, you have to have the systems in place, or you have to uh, call the orders for it to be done, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, else, or, else, or else the ball can be dropped at certain times. And the crazy thing is it still comes back on you. Yeah, exactly. Either way. Okay. All right. Um, Hold on a minute. I was about to ask you a question, but I want to make sure. Okay. You said it went in the journal. You have here what that statement meant to me. Did you tell me that already, or do you have some other words um, you want to put in Mm-hmm. I think, uh, well, it, I mean, yeah, I think what I just said was what it meant to me. It meant like, okay. uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, at, at that time, let's see, let's, let's break it up. At that time, it meant that, uh, yeah, I have to, like, literally, you know, I have to turn in projects and make sure that uh, I'm in control of it being turned in. Or if it's not me, it's one of somebody that I control. Of. Not, that, you know, not control, but. Somebody who works, mm-hmm. with, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, is 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 making it happen. Uh, but I think later on, after I saw this quote again, it kind of it was a broader meaning, uh, for where you know I'm responsible, like uh, like you know if I come up with a plan of action, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm responsible to the end, seeing it through. To uh, okay. nobody else is going to be able to do it. Nobody else is, is has to do it. Nobody else, if anybody, you know, the ball can be dropped if somebody else is put in that role of responsibility. You know, it it, right. it, it, it has to uh, 
you know, I'm responsible for it. Okay. Did it make you double check? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Did it make you double check who who was on your team, who you trusted? Um, Reevaluate who fit where as far as your organization or anything that you were trying to achieve? Um, it didn't make me double-check anybody, but it made me uh, it made me um, write everything down as far as, like, uh, the processes to kind of make sure that I, I was clear so I could make sure everybody else is clear on who does what, when, and how. And, okay. and you know, maybe some things may need to be added, maybe some things may need to be changed, maybe some uh, uh, systems may be in place so I can uh, make sure that, uh, you know, there's a quality check on stuff going out, you know, you know, I just had to review how I was doing business. Okay. Um, is this the full detail, is that the full scope of how you applied it? Um. Well, how I applied it, uh, well, I think that's how I applied it in music. When, when, um, for like uh, my other businesses, like with publishing, um, publishing and real estate. I guess it's like this, I did the same thing. I, I, I um, but on a, a, I guess, yeah, I did the same thing. I, I kind of, I wrote down the processes and uh, made sure that there was something in place at all processes and, and different parts where I can uh, kind of get feedback to know if it needed to move forward or something needed to be checked. Uh, quality control, you know, I had to figure okay. that out, you know. Uh, so I can hold people accountable. But at the end of the day, I wanted to make sure I knew uh, to do those processes, so if they can't, if they couldn't do it, I can get it done. Because okay. At, at the end of the day, it's my responsibility, so I can't, you know, I can't, I can't use that as an excuse, you know. Like even like with the real estate stuff, you know, I've been doing some demo. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, like on YouTube looking at uh, how stuff is fixed and. Uh, not that uh, I I'm, I plan on doing that. You know, that's not me. I'm not really like a fix-it guy. But if something but, needs to be done, it's my responsibility mm-hmm. to get it done. So I need to be able to uh, call a few people, have a few people, backup people. And if those backups don't work, I need to be able to call my boy and let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? So right, it's, right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it made me, like, start thinking like that, you know. And then also on the overall thing, it's like my life is my responsibility, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, my happiness is my responsibility, you know. It, it, uh, yeah. It's kind of empowering, you know. It's like, yo, you know, at the end of the day, I got to make sure that this thing is going to work, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it made me take that approach on everything. Everything. So, um, do you ever hear the term, your name is on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you kind of took on as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
Because yeah. I could never, that, you know, that proposal that I gave him, you know, I was asking for a few hundred thousand to uh, to make this thing work. And you know what? It would have been profitable for them and me. Mm-hmm. And for that to be, you know, I'm not saying that was the ultimate reason they didn't decide to go with it, but for that to be even, uh, you know, in the in the conversation, yeah, I'm never gonna let that be in the conversation again. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jeff Robinson, Jeff you have Robinson. here. <laughs> okay. I saw this in action through his story. How you? How did All you right. meet him? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, did you know who Jeff Robinson is? No. All right, Jeff Robinson. I gotta, I gotta send you this information. He is the guy who found Alicia Keys, and um, he, um, you know, took her from A to Z and started and everything like that. Now, here's another mm-hmm. side note about me. Every few years, I make it a point to forget what I know, forget what I think I know, and relearn everything, right, in, in uh-huh. the music business, right, so, and how I do that is I will um, set up meetings with people who do every single position in the music business, so what that does, it does a few things for me, it's like, um, number one, it I meet new people, because uh, there's a turnover, there's a turnover in music business. You know, a lot of times people you know five years ago aren't the people who are doing it now. They just, yeah, they're doing something else, or they're out of the business. So I get to meet new people and them meet me, so they know who I am. Mm-hmm. I, so I build new relationships that way, and I get mm-hmm. uh, current information on what is going on right now. What's going on? So I'll call people up and ask for meetings. Sometimes I get them. Sometimes I don't. But I'll go to other people until I get that position filled, you know. And uh, Jeff Robinson, uh, I've, you know, heard about him. I've never really got to talk with him. I met him a few times. And uh, I called and asked him for a meeting. And, you know, through, you know, you can never find time to scheduling. You know, this guy is moving, shaking, and setting up tours. Uh, he also manages, like, uh, Brandy and, uh, uh, what's that girl's name? Uh, a few other people. You know, this guy, you know, he has a lot going on. His company is called MBK Entertainment. And uh, so one day I was in the airport, and who do I see? Jeff Robinson.
Yeah, I'm here. Hello? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back. Um, all right, so uh, uh, he, uh, all right, what was I saying? He was saying uh, his his dad told him, hey, you never finish anything. Right, right, right. So when he started working with Alicia, he was like, yo, you know, he made a, a, a pact to himself that he was going to see this through, and that, you know, no matter what happened, it was, and he used his words to say it was his responsibility <laughs> to, you know, see this to the end, you know, you know, no matter what happens. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, you know, Alicia, she got, went through a lot of ups and downs. Uh, she got signed to, uh, uh, Arista Records, and no, she got signed to Columbia Records first. She got signed to Columbia Records, did an album over there, and um, it was, uh, it, you know, the music wasn't really tight. And then they dropped her. Then um, she got signed to Arista, and Clive Davis left the company, and there was a state of, of um, uh, panic. You said what? I said panic. What what? Yeah, what? yeah, that's a good one. To, that's a good word to use. Um, I was say unsureness. I don't, there's a word, but I can't figure out what it is. But they didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to happen. And um, uh, but throughout the whole time, you know, he had uh, kept moving with the spirit of this is going to work, and uh, he uh, was able to uh, uh, push push the project until it became the huge success that it is today. And uh, uh, that that was, like, pretty inspiring. You know, it was like, wow. Uh, you know, you try all these times, and, and, you know, it only takes one thing to work and to totally remix your entire life. So, uh, but, like I said, the, the thing that resonated with that was that he knew that it was his responsibility to see it that far, to see it to the end. Okay. And um, how do you – tell me how how you set up your mind process to apply it. Because I know throughout the process, sometimes you got to be like, ugh, I just want this over with, or, you know, depending on what you're doing, how do you make sure to see it through? I have to, um, I think it's more like a mental war. Okay. You know, uh, for me, because, um, yeah, man, I talk to my, my self-talk is, is on blast. You know, it's like, <laughs> gosh, um, 
I remember one time I think Mr. Gamble said something to me that that it made me uh, feel good, but it also scared the mess out of me. He said, uh, we had an artist um, that I was developing named uh, Melica, and I played him her stuff just to get his opinion. And he had some other girls similar, and uh, somebody gave it to him. So we listened to both. He said, what do you think makes what's the difference? Like, what's, uh, which one do you think is going to be a success? Which one do you think is not? And, um, you know, I'm trying to think of all these technical reasons and stuff like that. And he's like, you know what? He says, I don't know. I said, he's like, the, the difference is destiny. It's just like, is it for them? If it's for them, it's going to happen. If it's not, it's not, you know? And um, yeah. that, <laughs> I said, wow, well, shoot. You know, in my life, I think certain things are for me, you know? You know, mm-hmm. my destiny, you know? But then it's like, well, shoot, did it? Did it not? So it's a... Uh, um, a lot of times I would, uh, I guess, play around with, have to uh, think of those things, uh, you know, decide if this is something that's truly for me. But if it's truly for me, should I think it through, you know? Right? And if it's not, should I abandon it now, cut my losses, and do something else, you know? And uh, so I think um, knowing that this is my responsibility is uh, it helped me you know, make a decision, which is the first thing that I got to do, first thing we got to do, period, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in this book. Um, mm-hmm. But once you make the decision, it's not your responsibility to see it through. So it's my responsibility to do what I got to do. Plus, I got to fight all of those words and, and conversations I'm having with myself that are going to, that can hinder me from doing that, you know, because, you know, even just talking to yourself about if you're going to do something or not, you know, time goes by. You could have done did it, you know? Yeah. That's so true. It, it, it's, uh, so I'm like, right, I made a decision. It's my responsibility to see it through to the end. Okay. Yeah, so I think that it it, it helped me, you know, okay. that, that and and also it helped me cut out any excuses. I don't, you know, I don't have no excuses. If something happened, it's, it's, it's ultimately it's on yeah. Okay. It just shows you value your name, which I don't know why people don't, but your name is on it. You want it done right to the best of your ability. Um, is that all you wanted to say about Mr. Gamble and being responsible to the end? Um, for now, but as you do it, if you need, like, more stuff or more questions, you know, like, please, uh, I will. We'll fill in the blanks. I will. <laughs> I'm looking at it. We, you know, going through the calls pretty quick, which is okay. I thought about starting to write anyway in this way. Whatever we need to fix, we just fix. Um, but I'm sure I'm going to be um, needing some more information or questions. Um, I'll probably start writing next week. I know the stories are kind of intertwined, but we'll put the, put it all together and we'll I'll, I'll edit whatever needs to be edited. Um, right. And I'm also thinking maybe we need to add some more folks in here, you know, just to give it some some, uh, some meat, you know. Okay. These stories aren't going to click. Yeah. Uh, another question. Uh, you, and not that you have to tell me, but I don't... 
you have a lawyer that can help you make sure you're not breaking off baby face, Ice Cube, Diddy, and everybody else that's mentioned in this book? Yeah, I have a lawyer. I did not discuss it yet, but I will. Okay, so, cool. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this should be any problem. I mean, these are my stories. Like, this, you know, these are real things, you know. <laughs> I know. Um, but I, I will, I will, I will do some investigation. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go with Ice Cube. We got time to go with Ice Cube, or do we need to have a call tomorrow? Um, you know what? Yeah, let's have a call tomorrow. Okay. Ice Cube. All right. Mm-hmm. What time is good for you tomorrow? Uh, actually, anytime um, after. Uh, Anytime. Anytime after 10 and before 4.30, yeah, I'll be driving during that time. After 10, so, before 4.30. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and get to you by 3.30. That's fine. Okay. So or it can be later in the night, too, if you want, actually. It could be later. In, in, I just know I, know I have to do something at 5.30. To like six thirty, so it could be after six thirty-two if you want. All right, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna text you or call you at three thirty, and we'll just see. We'll see what you want to do. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All righty. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.